0: Hey, what's going on? We had some pretty big news this past week and James and I just had to hop on a call to chat about it. I'm sure you all have not been able to escape the news, but we are talking about the Apple Vision Pro. So I think you all enjoy this one. Also, if you remember our sponsor, Moment, they create Keyshawn Assets for designers, Uh, beautiful scenes and objects to go into your scenes I've used them a lot on some of my work. They have given us an affiliate link. So now you all can use the affiliate link and we get a little kickback from that. So if you're in the market for some amazing, beautiful assets to ramp up your Keyshot renders, definitely use our link and it's greatly appreciated. Also, you all know the deal. Like, subscribe, give us five stars. And specifically with this episode, go over to YouTube, give us a thumbs up, leave a comment. This one is a, uh, pretty popular topic so make sure to help us out there it really boosts the algorithm and you can also click the bell icon we haven't done much of that but click the bell icon on youtube to get notified for future episodes and yeah let's kick it off with Kyoshi the kid minor details i'm nick and i'm james we're two designers in the tri-state area <laughs> sweating the small stuff <laughs> oh yeah we were we were uh trying to figure out what, it, what we should i was thinking maybe we do two designers in one big city and one medium-sized city <laughs> philly's like philly's pretty big uh
1: yeah well i will i'm out in redding right now reading, Pennsylvania.
0: Two designers in the one in the big city, one in the suburb of a medium-sized city, <laughs> swim the smallest. Exactly. Uh, how you been, man? Not too bad. Yeah, we're doing a little little uh Zoom call/video slash video chat thing because we got, you know, we got things to talk about. Important things, very important
1: things. Very important. <laughs> oh man. Um
0: yeah, I thought we might just hold off on the updates until the second half of the episode, but I think we should get into the, the main topic here. Uh, the big one. The big one. The you, you all know what it is. <laughs> it's the Apple Vision Pro, man. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe just first impressions, gut reaction. What was your feeling?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think my first reaction was just obviously excitement that it was finally here after years of rumor and speculation that it's finally arrived. And, you know, obviously the demo videos are now like so stunning and beautiful that it's it's hard not to come out feeling good about a new product launch from Apple. Like I, I do have to say, I kind of miss the live events uh, if for nothing else than the live gaffes and yeah. like <laughs> the cringe, although there's still plenty of cringe. Um, but um, I think I think immediately following that, hearing from people who had demoed the the product made me m- even more excited about it. But I, I, I do want to hear your first impressions being somebody who is so immersed in this world of, you know, augmented virtual reality. Yeah.
0: I think, obviously, like you, pure excitement. And I was, I was shaking when they announced it. I mean, I, I couldn't even like see, I think I blacked out. I think all I saw was Apple vision pro. And then the next (laughs) thing I was, we were like five minutes past and I was like, what happened? Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, a, a big thing that hit me was excitement and just feeling inspired because it has been so long since Apple has release something that really is groundbreaking. And I think, you know, we could, I kind of want to get into this because I think it's really interesting kind of the the Steve era versus the Tim Cook era because, you know, it feels like, you know, after Steve passed, we had about three or four years where products were still still had a pretty big Steve Jobs thumbprint on them. And then, of course, Johnny kind of kept the torch burning And then, you know, my feeling is the past several years, five or so years, it has been less inspiring and felt a lot more just iterative, kind of coasting. Um, And I obviously understand that you can't just produce innovative product. You can't produce innovative products every single year, right? Like there has to be some iteration involved. Um, But I think there was and maybe kind of this goes back to what you're you're saying with maybe the actual keynote address itself. Like I feel like when I go back and look at a Steve jobs keynote, there was this inspiration and, uh, vision that Steve had there. It feels like the keynotes kind of lack that even, even that this one, I mean, it's just overproduced. Um, But, you know, comparing, because I had to go back and watch the first uh, iPhone release keynote just to compare. And I don't know, there's definitely a different feeling, but at least, you know, my gut reaction was amazing. Like, hey, like, at least they're taking a risk. You know, maybe it's not exactly what Steve had envisioned, but it's like a super exciting new product that I'm obviously... Really into so was this
1: was this something that steve had been working on towards the end i believe steve had a vision
0: for some sort of ar glasses um i'm sure there's some i feel like i just watched a few like little cuts and snippets of steve talking about in the future we'll have screens floating in front of us um and i i think there are Discussions around where Steve and Johnny had a vision for AR specifically. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, this is a really interesting discussion because the vision for the product that Steve and Johnny had was very much you remain in the real world. They don't like the fact that you can close yourself self off and live in a virtual world. That was not something that they had a vision for. Um, even though the product, the Vision Pro does that, you can do that. But it's very clear from Apple's presentation, they leaned heavily into the AR, mixed reality stuff. Um, so that's a big kind of question I have is, um, it? it kind of feels like, Tim Cook released a VR headset and then everyone was like, but that's not the vision. It should be AR. And so they just said, okay, we're only going to market the VR headset as an AR headset. And it's like interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Wait, that's your take on this headset. Well, that that's just one observation. I don't, I'm not saying that's good or bad. I I think it's just an interesting thing that it it is very clear that there was no mention of virtual reality in the entire presentation um, the headset obviously is, in my opinion, a, a VR headset that can do mixed reality. That's how I would categorize it. Obviously, you can call it augmented reality, or I know we've tried to do the acronyms before, but we. <laughs> I feel like that. Oh, one thing I did really like is they called it spatial computing, mm. which makes a lot more sense than trying to stumble over acronyms. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it was, you know, it was nice to... Here, the spatial computing side of things, and it it makes a lot of sense. Like, obviously, we worked at Control Labs, thinking about this a lot with kind of neural interfaces and the future of computing, and it makes a lot of sense having the two phases, you know, virtual and augmented, kind of meshed together. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I mean, right now, it feels like, you know, this this first headset. I I wonder how good it's going to be for sort of like enhanced multitasking or just like enhanced tasking of, um, you know, using it as like a secondary monitor screen, uh, using it to enhance your workflow, like. I wonder if it's, if it's mostly optimized for like sort of that entertainment, like solo entertainment situation. I mean, they really, I feel like they really emphasized that aspect of it. Um, But I, I'm also curious about how, how good the sort of pass through is to give you that sense of augmented reality while not actually being you know, a pass-through lens. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to
0: try it. I think uh, all the reviews say it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, and I think- The the one thing too, I think the, wasn't the images that were displayed on the Keynote were rendered from the headset. Mm. It wasn't wasn't like a graphic overlay, it wasn't like visual effects magic,
1: it was Mm. literal video. Yeah, Um. the thing that I thought was um, like really encouraging was the reviews from people like MKBHD saying that it was truly magical like especially the navigation because right now the navigation is like eye tracking Mm -hmm. to sort of like hover over an icon and then like a finger tap to select Um, and he said that that was like an amazing experience. And, you know, I guess like, you know, props to Apple for taking their time with these things until they get something good, you know, the, until they get that really great experience, at least in one aspect of the product experience, you know, um, and, and sort of like giving you optimism for like whatever is coming next um yeah because you know there's so many other companies that have have sort of rushed these things ahead and i mean i think you need a mixture of both kinds of companies because sometimes you can get sort of like happy accidents or or whatever like that push to to get something out there the developers can reveal something that you didn't understand about it and i think the same thing will happen with the apple vision but um you know yeah it it just it, there there is a level of polish to this that you know you would hope for out of apple
0: yeah i th- i think on that point what's interesting is from you know reading articles and stuff I've I've seen online it feels like there was definitely an internal struggle of it's not ready yet versus mm. we have to release it um it seems like there was a few articles talking about how the design team said it wasn't ready and Tim Cook was like well we've spent 10 years on this we're re- we're releasing it <laughs> um which which mm. you know maybe it does It, it definitely feels very polished and finished from Apple, but is it as finished as Steve would let it out? Mm. Like in my opinion, if Steve was still around, I don't think he would have let that thing out. I think he would have waited until he had much more of a AR glasses type scenario. Mm. Just, just because that was much closer to his vision um, Yeah, as opposed to kind of releasing a VR headset. Uh, which is just an interest. It's another kind of interesting thing where I think... From a business standpoint, Apple is starting to lean more towards the uh, "move fast, break things" model, which they're very far away from that still. But it's like they are taking a step back from, you know, releasing iPhone One and releasing iPhone Zero. Essentially, that's kind of what I, what my gut says. But that's obviously spe- speculation, and who knows? Mm.
1: The thing, the thing that I, yeah, the thing. Uh, during the keynote where i felt like it wasn't as apple as it used to be or maybe as i remember it being was like the amount of m2 style chips that they were talking about like there was four different m2 chips and i don't know if that's like in all the computers or if that's across all sorts of different devices but like it's just like guys this is this is just too much. This is this are too many chips.
0: Yeah. I mean Tim Cook has obviously kind of taken the product lineup and chopped it up into a gazillion different options, which has 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 made a lot of great business for sure. But it's you know, there's obviously the story of Steve coming back in uh I don't know when he came back in the nineties or whatever and you know, really slimming back the product options back down.
1: He's mm-hmm. um Yeah. I mean... That, that had happened before to Apple, so... Yeah, he, he came back in 97. Um, yeah, I mean, I will say, when I was talking about the polish of the design, I was mostly talking about the experience mm-hmm. and, and what these reviewers had sort of described of the experience. I think we can maybe get into the industrial design because I actually... I I have I have some issues with the design with the industrial design of the product. Yeah. Um I I mean, I'm I'm hesitant to say too much about it now having not seen it in person and not yeah, really yeah. like been around it to experience it. But I feel like you know, Apple I feel like Apple is known For this kind of like unibody aesthetic. Like there is this feeling of like a unified form in many of the things. I mean, sometimes there's a hard intersection, but like, you know, I I mean, all the way back, if we're talking about like when Steve Jobs came back, it's like the aesthetic immediately became unified forms, unibody forms. And then you know, fast forward through like the MacBooks and everything like that. Of course, like when they're closed, it's the unibody. And when it's open, it's not necessarily as unibody. Um, But the watch as well, like the thing, one thing that really stands out to me that I was thinking about today was that there's the part where the um, armband or whatever you would call it, intersects with the glasses, and it's a sort of a blunted, piercing intersection. And my confusion with that is like, why would you not reference the Apple Watch that has that same type of intersection between, uh, like, I, I mean, I take that as a rubber, that armband as a rubber piece. Right why wouldn't you do that flowing you know sort of intersection to like the pill cross section that the watch has like why wouldn't you reference that unless you were saying like okay well we're you know this is a new aesthetic or they're trying to convey something else but like that's i think that's the part of it that i have trouble with is it feels it feels a bit disjointed between the different parts and their different functions. Yeah,
0: we'll say something nice James and then
1: <laughs> Well, I love <laughs> I mean from the front like there's there's a lot of details that I love. From the oh, yeah, front yeah. like it is it is giving me those um I mean it's it's very it's Apple Watch but it's also very like 2000s Apple of those v- very soft forms, and I guess that they've been doing that with the Apple watch and the um the headphones, the airPod Maxes is like that that very soft inviting form. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's so much of the other VR like uh, market is so is either like the precision route or it feels like almost um, toy like or game console like. Right, and and this feels like something in between. It feel or like it feels it feels human. It but it feels precise. It feels approachable, which I think like Apple has always been really good about. Is like let's make something feel. Ma- let's make new tech approachable so that people engage with it and um, and want to experience it and want to touch it and want to hold it like that whole thing is very soft and precise. And like, you know, makes me want to touch the headset and the materials and everything like that and experience them. Yeah. Oh. I would agree that the details and the form
0: feels very touchable. I don't know if that's a right descriptor, <laughs> but I really do want to touch it because it just looks you know, there's just like so many little interesting things. I do agree with you. I think my my pain point on the the design of it is that kind of side silicone uh, band. The my my kind of thought on it is not necessarily the connection point. For me, I love that perfect, iconic goggle shape. That's just all black gloss glass. And yeah, that part is sick. Th- that just feels so strong. And then you start to kind of come around the side and, you know, there's just a lot more going on. It, it kind of feels like the hierarchy starts to to fall apart. I almost wish that side silicone piece was made out of the same fabric material. So you would just get fabric on the rest of that set It would just be like everything's fabric. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm not sure what the decision there was and if it's something that has to do with how they're, how they have to house the,
0: the speaker.
1: Yeah. I mean, I,
0: I'm also like a hundred percent confident that Apple made the right decisions for their constraints. Like obviously they did an amazing job. Um, but you know, in a, in a world where constraints don't matter, that's what I would have done.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think, well, it's interesting because like if you, if you look at I'm looking at it on Lemonouche right now and of course it was immediately Lemonouched. oh yeah <laughs> um but I feel like there's this one shot that's sort of um it's it's like a darker shot of the silhouette I guess I can I can share it in our <laughs> in this I don't know if people Screen will be show. able to see it in the end yeah, let's see try it out okay I'm sure people can look like up too. this this shot here like Mm -hmm. gives me more appreciation for the form than when it's completely lit and you can see all the different elements of it, like as being highlighted in different materials. Like just seeing the form itself, like in this light, it it feels a bit better than it does, you know, fully lit, all the materials standing out. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. A lot of the details kind of fade away. Yeah. I see what you're saying.
1: But yeah, it's just, it does, it just does feel a little bit, it just does feel a little bit disjointed. Um, all the details on their own, like if I were to like section off details of this product, I would be like, wow, that's a beautiful detail and then you shove them all together and it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I yeah, I, 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 yeah, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just going to like contrast. Cause I, I think obviously a VR headset is a much more complex thing than a box with fillets on it. Um, and so you are <laughs> going to have, you're going to have some different elements to kind of fit the human head, but I was going to, Say, if we look back at like the Quest Pro, that feels very unibody and very like completely joined together. Um, oh, I think James might have left the call here. Let's see.
1: Uh. Oh no! Oh, are you back? Uh, we're we still recording. Thank we're God. St- <laughs> I uh I accidentally did a search in the window where we were recording okay good good that, isn't that fun um <laughs> quest pro i was trying to look up the quest pro oh i, I got it right here so it. oh there we go
0: yeah from from a side view on the quest pro it's it's very strong you have just that perfect and we've talked about this one right where you have the perfect mm-hmm. sideband folding up over the headband mm-hmm. um it, now whether the form is you know the I think the front of the Apple headset is uh, gorgeous, better than the Quest Pro, but from a material standpoint, this all fits together.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's interesting, like, the Quest Pro, because, like, even looking at the Quest Pro versus the Quest 2, it's like Oculus is even segmenting itself as, like, here's the precision professional headset. Here is the hobbyist entertainment headset. Right. And I feel like Apple is like maybe trying to obscure that line slightly, but I do feel like this one does feel a little bit more um, like, that it's about entertainment and it's about viewing and, and things like that. Right. It, I think if it
0: was like a precision instrument, it would feel more like the Apple watch ultra. Mm. Would you agree with that statement?
1: Yes, I would agree with that statement.
0: But, um, I, I will say, I did want to like point out cause I really enjoy the little orange details and the, the head strap, the back, Mm-hmm. Where it's kind of like linear, this kind of like accordion.
1: Yeah, that's.
0: I mean, that's stunning. I yeah, I I was just in love with that, and I also I think you saw that, but I also made the reference to Guy Man's Daft Punk helmet, the gold mm-hmm. one, where mm-hmm. there's the the wires in the back in that same spot in the same shape that the Apple you know vision has and i'm like just make me a robot i'm ready Uh,
1: yeah do they do they use any sort of similar textiles and anything else because that i haven't seen them do anything like that and i'm just thinking about like how complicated it is to create a textile like that and like you know Um, and, and I don't know if they acquired any companies or acquired any technology that was already doing something similar.
0: The only thing that I think of is the HomePod. Right. Right. That's, That's the one that has like kind of some crazy knit stuff going on, but this seems even crazier.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like, like Nike technology or something. Um,
0: probably even better. I feel like if Apple came out with a Nike or a shoe, they would just dominate.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think you'd get some all birds. <laughs> um, uh,
0: maybe that's true. Uh, uh, I, they did release that Nike Plus thing. Remember that thing? A little puck that went into your Nikes. Uh,
1: Nike Plus puck.
0: Yeah, it was like a pedometer
1: before the apple watch this was uh, this was an apple product yeah um it's not coming oh yes i see it or was it called nike plus i forget what it was called yeah God, those plus. two logos stacked on top of each other <laughs> looks terrible
0: yeah it was classic pill shape red pill with a nike logo and apple logo that's crazy I haven't yeah looked, i haven't looked at that in forever i forgot what it looks like
1: it's pretty terrible you can tell i'm in an office by how many phone calls i'm not ignoring phone calls by the way these are this like uh like everybody gets these phone calls and it's just because we're in a small company it's just whoever picks up first oh interesting um let's see yeah look at that Ugh. yeah pill good old pill shape (laughs) yeah Those, those logos are not meant to like sit next to each other.
0: Um, another detail I wanted to point out against on the vision pro was the crown or the knob for turning the immersion up and down. I think, Mm -hmm. I think they called it immersion. You know, they, they not calling things augmented or virtual. They're just calling it, you know, spatial computing versus immersive computing. Um, the interesting thing i think about that little dial is every other vr headset has been has used software or gestural controls to turn on mixed reality versus virtual reality because on the quest you can tap your tap the side or in gravity sketch you like use the controller to take off your headset virtually um but this is a little knob a physical knob which i think is really interesting both from the idea that it's a spectrum and not a on-off and the fact that it's a hardware thing and not a virtual thing Mm -hmm. i think i think those are both very intentional and both um I don't want to say unnecessary, but it it's more of a statement. It's like, again, going back to this idea of, hey, there is a hardware switch to escape the virtual world. You will always be able to get back to the reality. You know, mm. not as nece- obviously you can take the headset off, but like from more of a philosophical standpoint, it's like we're making sure that you are based in reality. Because um, it is kind of an unnecessary little th- button. Theoretically, mm-hmm. you could just do tap and it would make the entire design seamless, but it's a very, it feels very intentional and very much a philosophical moment of, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, they have, they have it on the AirPods Max as well. Right. Um, for they have the di- the that, dial. Is it for volume,
0: right?
1: Uh I think so is it does it also do anything with the noise cancellation? It has probably a few gestures you could do with it with it like press and yeah, turn,
0: yeah, I think I it's mean, a little different with volume though I, I i I don't know there's there's something a little different about it
1: being the fact that you're turning up and down the immersion that's that's how my,
0: that's, that's how my gut feels, but the
1: dials are something to me that make it feel that give me that sales driven vibe, to be mm. honest. I mean, I, I, obviously I like a physical thing. I like a physical dial. Um, I started wearing an Apple watch recently. I, I got a hand-me-down Apple watch <laughs> from my sister. It was the first time I'd ever worn one. And like, I do really like having the dial versus doing something on the touch screen or whatever it is, right. it's like, You know, because it just feels like no matter where you are in the software or whatever, that is always available to you. And especially with the Apple Watch on such a small screen, it's nice to have like an available functionality no matter where you are within the system, that it's always there. That and the on-off button. So like, I like that. I like having those controls always there and, and you know very tactile um but like i remember when they came out with the airpods max and i was like really like a little dinky dial on the top and um i'm actually i'm so i'm wearing my i have the microsoft
0: <laughs> look at us <laughs> headphones we're, we're two guys we have i got a bang and olsen you got microsoft we we're on pcs right now
1: critiquing apple look at us oh <laughs> <my> god <laughs> who are we to uh, judge um but it has these in incredible dials on that are like full you know sort of the full cup right at like i i like love the way that these things feel but it also feels like integrated and and that's the part of it that the dial on these apple products either the vision or the or the max it doesn't it doesn't feel integrated to me. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel I feel like it would feel integrated if it were at a hinge point or something, something where it was being concentrically aligned. Like the dial on, just the, like, on the headband.
0: Burp. Would you agree the dial on the headband feels more integrated?
1: Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Much much more integrated um
0: i can see that it it does kind of feel like this little tiny thing that is kind of like floating on the surface of the the front
1: yeah but i guess you know it's there because i mean well where else would you put it but like you know i can appreciate that ever since steve jobs came back and sort of the the um ipod that there is sort of this like Circular, seamless, like rotational way of navigating systems. Mm -hmm. Like you said, like the spectrum of just like, there isn't like this infinite loop rather than like a slider or something like that, that it's, uh, I don't know. And and that's sort of this like frictionless um, approach to technology that like you know lends itself to this idea of approachability
0: um i'm curious what you think so this was a big feature of the headset is the front facing screen that shows your eyes because <laughs> that that is a huge question in my head of the reasoning behind that i mean obviously they they state the reasoning because you want to wear this thing and then, have other people see you but yeah yeah i I, this is another one of these things where it feels like the vision was a little disjointed where going back to the idea that you know johnny probably really pushed for having ar glasses and then tim cook was like well let's ship a vr headset it's like well what if we put a screen on the outside so it looks see-through
1: Right. I don't don't know. It's, it's, I mean, I need to experience it, but it's silly. Like it's to me, I understand it. And I think like the way that they started off the reveal was to make you think that it was a pass through screen. Right. That it was. And, and so like that was a little deceiving, And I I don't know how I feel about that sort of deception and then finding out that it was, like, that it's cameras facing your eyes or something. like. And, of course, the memes are just rolling in. Oh, yeah. And it's... That's classic. I... It does... It feels... It feels weird. It feels uncanny valley in some weird way. I mean, they have, like... It looks like they have lights that sort of obscure it. Like they have this sort of like bluish pattern or something that obscures it so that it's not at least like really trying to make it seem like you're looking through the lens. But it's like, it's a little goofy. Um,
0: Yeah, I think you make a good point about the the fakeness of it. Like it feels a little bit dishonest, Mm -hmm. which is the opposite of, I think what Apple usually tries to go for. They usually tried to go for, um, what's, I I feel like I could do the Johnny uh, quote, like unapologetically aluminum, you know, like (laughs) just exactly what it is, you know? Um, Yeah. So that's a, that's kind of another sticky point that I'm
1: unsure about. Um, Yeah. How, how are you feeling how are you feeling about it having experienced so many different headsets like do you feel like if somebody else released the same product you would be like imagine it's exactly the same product exactly the same specs everything but it's a different company are you excited about it
0: that's a great question
1: um and, yeah and obviously it's in in a total vacuum, but
0: I think yeah I think my question would be very much geared toward gravity sketch um and that's kind of also my question with apple apple's headset like i I think would I be excited about it I'm not sure I mean I think probably I mean from an ID standpoint it's amazing. Um, so I think I would have taken notice and said, wow, that's a beautiful industrial design. Um, But from a overall vision standpoint of this is what the product does. And this is what it's aimed for. I would have had, I would have a lot of questions regarding gravity sketch. And that's, Mm. that's also my current question right now is, I do really want this headset. Uh, but if it doesn't use, if it doesn't allow gravity sketch, then, you know, I'm not going to, I would be really, it would be really tough to buy a $3,500 headset to watch a movie when I don't watch movies. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Nick, it can create a very photorealistic, vision of your head under the rock that you seem to live under when it comes to culture oh my um gosh. no, no like, i mean I, show me
0: memes oh did you see oh, wait did you see that i think uh zuck posted a thing that was like we're working on getting reels on the quest headset, so you can watch reels and quests and i was like i just like posted a a, a a gif of uh clockwork orange where he's just like eyes wide open just just screaming <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no yeah i that sounds terrible um yeah i mean i think so what you're saying is like they did they did seem to highlight um this idea of just like enhanced workflow right through the quest and or not the quest the uh, vision pro and like also like meetings and things like that um but your, your question would be exactly my question, which is like, I think all industrial designers are, are interested in sort of this augmented reality landscape where we can really enhance our workflow because currently we have all of these hard skills and all these hard skills exist in a physical environment. We also have all these software skills like SolidWorks and Keyshot and all those things. Like, what is gonna come along that will bridge those two realities together? And is this iteration of the vision capable of doing that or will we have to wait Yeah, longer?
0: I, and I think really what my, my question is, is it, it's not necessarily around the augmented versus virtual. Like, I love to design in mixed reality, so, I enjoy seeing, you know, the space, the augmented reality. Um, it's more about the controllers, I think, and the mm-hmm. ecosystem, right? It. My first impressions, and obviously this, you know, in a year we'll find out whether this is real or not, but my first impressions is Apple is pushing very hard on augmented and, hey, instead of a monitor, you just have a flat virtual screen. And it's it it feels really much like... They're not doing any sort of physical moving around. No one's getting yeah. up out of their chairs, drawing in the in the air. People are sitting in their chairs, looking around, you know, moving, twitching their hands. Um, there wasn't any of you know any motion, right? There wasn't any physicality to the headset. Uh, and Gravity Sketch is you know a physical performance. Um, so yeah, a- and. I mean I, I definitely have faith in the Gravy sketch team. I mean they want to have their software on this headset as much as I do um, and I
1: think yeah, but how do you do it without controllers? Is I the think question that is that is the big question
0: um, so we'll see I mean i've I've seen a, a few comments that you know Shea and the Gravy sketch team have have commented on, and I'm sure they will try their hardest to make it work um, so we'll see cool. Um, I think there was one more thing I was going to say. Oh, another design detail. Some comments around the materiality of the front visor being glass and aluminum and those materials being heavy. It, hmm. From from reviews, it seems like the headset is not the lightest weight headset out there. Um, and, you know, the idea of making it out of heavier materials on the front versus plastic and
1: making it really lightweight
0: is an interesting design choice. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but
1: well, didn't you point out, I saw you point out on the, um, on the discord that there's, there's that section of the, of the, um, presentation where they show the dad filming his kids and they show uh, a head, uh, a strap over his head.
0: Yeah, there's an optional top strap.
1: Yeah, so I mean, is that is that to compensate for the weight? Probably. Um, yeah, yeah. I,
0: from the reviews I saw, I
1: think uh, I was watching
0: Norm from Tested. Um, hmm. He had mentioned that it did feel not significant, but noticeable the weight um and he is he's also a pretty avid vr user so he has a lot of experience with other headsets um Mm -hmm. but i don't think it i don't think any of the first hand experiences that i listened to said it was like a bad thing but i think it from a design standpoint like it's interesting that they did go with the glass and aluminum my my counterpoint to kind of using plastic is like If you're going to make a $3,500 headset, especially an Apple version, it feels like you have to use premium premium materials, like spending $3,500 for a plastic thing is not going to feel as great, even though every other headset is plastic and there are super expensive, you know, industry, uh, you know, marketed headsets.
1: Yeah. It just doesn't seem like something Apple would do. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, at a certain scale, they get get into plastic, like with your AirPods Pro and, right, you know, whatever. Or the iPhone but, 5C. Yeah. My favorite, well, but it's, it's one of my favorite iPhones, by the way. Oh. 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 Uh, but for the most part, you're going to get aluminum. You're going to get glass. That's just like the Apple stamp. I will say the pro of
0: using the glass front is it's not going to scratch? Um, mm-hmm. My my valve index is like scratched for it's like let me oh no. Um, so it has a it has a plastic front to this thing. just, yeah. just look at that.
1: Ooh, yeah. nice. Yeah, it's all scuffed. Um, um, I think um. Oh, what was I going to say? I I think that because all these companies are trying to force us into a sedentary life. Uh, we should actually make heavier headsets and, uh, and heavier um, controllers so that, so that people are like, you know, we should not focus on lightness at all. We want to stay fit and trim. And the way to do that is by making them increasingly heavier. I think once you get used to the Air Apple vision which is 10 pounds. You move on to the, you know, Apple vision two, which is 15 and then so on and so forth. You need to train up to the point that you can use uh, the Apple prophecy. Um, (laughs) We're
0: all just walking around with like no necks, just heads straight down. Huge necks. Our necks are just so muscular. Oh man. Perfect. yeah, I think maybe one other thing I wanted to touch on <coughs> excuse me, was I, I, I do want to just talk a little bit about Apple versus Meta. Um, mm. Obviously, I've used all the Oculus products, and I have a lot of admiration for what they've built. And I th- I, I think it's so easy to dunk on meta cause it's Facebook and you know, they've obviously had their issues, but um, you know, one, one thing I do admire is the headsets are democratic and affordable for a lot of people to kind of entry, enter into the space. And I think Apple entering into the space doesn't discount metas, you know, products at all. I actually think that it's going to help them a ton. It, apple making a vr headset legitimizes vr and says you know my my mom was was talking about it my dad was talking about it. my sister was talking about it. like they all were talking about it you know no one's going to talk about the next you know quest three or or whatever meta releases but for all three of my family members to message me on the the day saying like are you going to get it i want to try it out it's like you know that you know it's exciting like it's you know it's going to bring a lot more interest to the space, um, which rises the tide of everyone, right? It's going to make all the headsets better. Um, you know, meta is going to come out with something even better next year. Um, so yeah, I don't know I, I wanted to just mention that obviously we have a lot of friends in you know, we're at control Labs, and I know that they have the technology to do a lot of the stuff that we've seen in the, the vision pro, but they've made the design decision in the, the kind of vision to bring it to more of a democratic price point. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, they still have a founder led company, which is another pro that, you know, Apple does not have. So,
1: yeah, I just, it does just make me wonder at what point this technology, even though you're saying, you know, meta has made it more democratic. It's still not, widely adopted and you know i just i wonder what it's going to take for you know that iphone moment yeah of like oh like are you going to get your upgraded headset this year are you going to upgrade this year like oh the new ones coming out are you going to get it or not like you know that conversation that you have with people in general about things like the iphone that we don't have about headsets i mean Um,
0: i mean this is what i this is kind of my my thought is that that is the vision pro is that moment right i think there is a little bit of discussion around this where when the iphone first came out and obviously we were younger maybe you can speak more to this but it was a pretty niche product, and it was also a pretty—I don't—I don't, I don't want to say like not functional, but it wasn't necessarily. You know, the, the business people of the world kept their Blackberries for a while. They said, "No, Blackberry is better because it has a keyboard," and I write emails all day but eventually things changed right eventually iphone 4 comes out iphone 5 comes out you know eventually people realize oh actually this is the future like touchscreens are the future um and i feel like that's maybe kind of where we are with the apple vision pro it, it is obviously absurdly expensive 3500 bucks um but it, of course technology gets cheaper over time you know apple's vision four or five will be affordable uh, or more affordable it'll still be premium i'm sure but You know, maybe that is the moment where we're all talking like, oh yeah, we have the new Apple Vision 4 and we're all FaceTiming with our, you know, crisp, perfectly rendered avatars and everything's past Uncanny Valley. It's all realistic now. And we look back at the the Vision Pro, we say, oh yeah, that was the moment that really Mm -hmm. brought VR to the masses. But
1: yeah, I think I just formulated this thought in my head. So let's see if it's, intelligent or not uh, let's hear it if it's, but, if it's not intelligent we're gonna arrest you and you take you to jail james so. <laughs> i know exits out of this building that nobody uh, else knows um i um, so i think for something to get adopted you know you bring up the blackberry and the first iphone i think people initially got those things for work It was a means of, like, enhancing their workflow and making them so that they could be connected on the go, drafting emails, whatever it was. Because so much of work, as so many people know, is just, like, correspondence. There's also the other end of things, which is, like, you get mass adoption of things because of um, the entertainment aspect, like, especially through gaming, and I feel like right now, VR and AR have not made enough of a, um, an improvement to gaming or, or to workflow that people have adopted them. You know, it's like your employer is not like, welcome to your first day, here's your phone, and, and here's your vision, yeah. you know, like that's not happening at a wide scale yet. Right. Um, and so like, I think we need to get to that moment before, you know, you get sort of this super specialized, whatever it is, like super specific niche to adopt it. Um, or not even a niche, but it like, it has to come through. It has to be adopted through there, cause like it's like my dad got a BlackBerry, and as a kid, I immediately was like, "Oh, interesting!" Like I would start to play with it, Mm -hmm. and then like as soon as the iPhone came out, and the iPhone had video and whatever little games, it's like, "Oh," but but I I guess like there was that same thing like if somebody brought home a headset, like sure you would you would try it on. But I don't know why that didn't take hold as much as a phone did, an iPhone did.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Maybe there is just something fundamental of having a, a device strapped to your head versus something you pass around. Um, mm. You know, it's just a it's just a slight bigger hurdle.
1: Yeah. I,
0: I do think maybe to your point around... The uh, mass adoption side, maybe that's kind of why this Vision Pro feels more iPhone zero and not iPhone one, you know, Mm. Um, like maybe the Mm -hmm. next one will be the iPhone moment. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, regardless of regardless of what happens, I, I obviously do believe that this is the future. Like we will have we will get rid of our phones at some point. And have mm-hmm. some sort of headset classes scenario. hmm
1: Yeah, I mean it seems it seems almost inevitable, but you know, I think I've seen some analysis of like there's the VR space, VR AR space, and there's the AI space. And I feel like the AI space kind of leapfrogged over the AR VR space in terms of like we all, you know, augmented reality and artificial intelligence were both promises of the future. But the reason that I think artificial intelligence has leapfrogged it is because things like chat GPT have become are like immediately applicable and immediately useful in a way that almost takes no training it's literally like having a conversation with like a virtual assistant, Mm -hmm. you know, and an, and an assistant that's very smart can draft something for you like um, very well. But it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Uh, I think you make a good point, right?
0: Like it does feel like VR still, I think what they say is like, what's the killer app, right? It's like, what is the, application that is going to make this thing a mass uh product and beyond apple right like if it if it had a killer app already we would all have vr headsets besides us niche you know techies and early adopters and guy sketch users it's like you know i don't know
1: it's oh i know what the killer app is what's that keynote vr oh my (laughs) gosh
0: I mean, that's the that's the joke. Is like now that all the keynotes are um, virtual, all the WWDC events and all the Apple events are virtual. It feels like the, you know, Tim Cook and all the execs are actually just AI AI avatars. You know, they're just rendered because it just everything is so perfect in their uh, videos. It's like, are these are these people real? Is it just AI?
1: Well, it's it is weird because the one. The one guy, especially during the keynote, and I can't Craig? remember his name, Craig, we'll, Craig, yeah. Craig who, who somebody pointed out in the chat, has there's AI in the middle of his name, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. Oh, my God. Um, but no, like there were parts of the keynote where his voice sounded like it was passed through an AI generator, like it did not sound real. Yeah. I don't know, and I think it's it's becoming one of those things where you know you've tweeted about it. It's like you know, just assume everything is AI unless yeah. otherwise told. You know, artificial uh, until proven human. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like that's that's the way I'm looking at everything. You know, except for things that are tangible. Right. Well, once you get your Vision Pro on,
0: gotta got to start thinking about real life now. You know? It's like, <laughs>
1: I don't, mean, oh to, my I don't mean to slip
0: down dystopian rabbit hole there. Um,
1: um, but uh, I don't know any, any final thoughts.
0: Uh, huge congrats. Obviously this is a big moment for the Apple team and we obviously have friends in the Apple sphere. So it's like, you know, they've been working on this stuff for a long time, you know, five, 10 years. I'm sure maybe even longer than that, I'm sure there was, you know, research around this. So it is amazing to see a company that, you know, arguably the best design consumer products in the world release this new thing. And like, I don't know, it's like a good, um, you know, it's, it's just inspiring. So congrats to the whole team and,
1: um, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is no small feat. I'm sure that there were like a ton of really heated conversations over details and heated exchanges over manufacturing and getting this thing made. I mean, it's a huge, huge achievement. I mean, I think... We critique out of love uh, and, you know, and, and a ton of respect. Like, it's just, uh, you know, for those students out there, yeah, it can be really fun to sort of have the hot take about things. But it's um, the process for product development from start to finish is, is no joke and it's, it's not as straightforward as you might think. And it can become, I, I could just imagine the office politics just around this, this project. It must've been. And like the, say, the, the political, yeah. the political games that had to be played. Yeah. Um, cause it, it, you know, it's, a de- it's even, definitely
0: a departure for Apple, right? It's like, it's a big statement. It's a, it's a risk. And I admire that risk, you know, I think, you know,
1: yeah, I think it was, I think it was a Google executive along, uh, you know, a while ago they made some, they, they, they made a risk, uh, calculated risk that lost them a lot of money. And their response was just like, that's exactly what we should be doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I think we should look to big companies to make risks. Um, and and maybe fall flat sometimes, but like, that's what they should be doing. You know, it's funny how often it's like the small guys taking huge risks. I like to see a big company taking a risk. Yeah, every once in a while.
0: For sure, for sure. All right, man. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think what other. Uh, I don't know. I've been I've been thinking about this thing for like I don't know how how long it was f- four days ago. It's just yeah. thinking about it nonstop. So I'm sure we'll have more little thoughts in the future and um hopefully oh yeah hopefully get our hands on one eventually one i'm day. sure
1: just like just like ai will have a new thought every week <laughs> about it oh one one last um, thought, one
0: last thought i was going to say
1: mm-hmm.
0: this is, goes back to the kind of the the rising tide lifts all boats is that i think one of the he- biggest impacts that's underrated that no one's really talking about is the fact that apple is going to have the vision pro in all their apple stores and allow demos because when I first was interested in VR, I was following Leighton McDonald, another SCAD grad, amazing guy, huge into the VR, AI, web three scene, tech scene, um, does amazing work. And he was like, I was asking him like, you know, how, how is this VR thing? You have this Oculus Rift. Is it cool? You're sketching with it. That looks cool. And he's like, oh yeah, you have to go try it. And, I was in Texas at the time and I was like, oh, I don't know anyone who has this thing. And apparently there was a demo at Best Buy. You could go to Best Buy and I drove there and I talked to some, you know, high school kid that was like, just hated his job and was like, Oh yeah, just just strap it on and you know, whatever. He just didn't care. And uh, I put it on. And my mind was just blown. I was sold there right then and there. Um, nice. That, and that was six yeah. years ago. So it, I can't even imagine the, impact of someone who's never tried vr walks into the apple store tries it the first time their mind's gonna
1: be blown um yeah wait so are the are they in stores right now no it's gonna come out for demo 2024 so still got a no no no. a year well isn't that the release of the headset itself i thought the demos were coming earlier i haven't heard that but am i wrong i i i I would think that
0: they're only going to put them in store unless and, uh, when you can buy them, I don't think they've ever done a demo before you can buy thing. Mm. But maybe that was something else. I don't know.
1: I thought, yeah, I thought.
0: Uh, I mean, that'd be amazing if it was. I mean, I'd be, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be running over there right now.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to look it up, and I can't. I can't find what i'm looking for
0: um but yeah that's that was one thing that i haven't really heard anyone talk about is just the going back to the mass adoption thing you know it's going to be everywhere you know the 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 oculus rift in the best buy scenario is not everywhere right um Mm -hmm. so yeah i think that's going to be a pretty big impact that is underrated
1: yeah totally Cool man. Yeah. All right, man.
0: I think we'll uh call it an episode because we yeah we definitely. Uh, I mean, this is
1: just like the Cybertruck episode. It's like we can't yeah. We can't jam anything more into this. I mean, this is you know this is a big product launch for sure. Years in the making. Oh, one thing I wanted to point out, which is something that I um that I saw in the demo or in the keynote was when they reveal when they when they revealed the the um, the vision and they do that highlight along the bottom of the goggles yeah. 100% looks like the bottom of the of the logo of the apple logo and oh. immediately made me immediately made me think of the sort of 2000s era apple logo with the sort of like shine to it um that sort of like plasticky shine yeah i was like yeah i was like let's get back to that i love that's like my favorite era of apple still i love that i love that uh detail that you pointed out that's yeah great. anyway awesome. yeah so we'll save we'll save our updates we'll have i guess we'll just have a big update show because we need to talk about your obviously your trip to milan and uh the unveiling of your chair yeah for sure but um but that's just a little teaser a
0: teaser (laughs) cool man all right uh yeah as always i'm nick
1: and i'm james peace later